Officers Association of Michigan podcast radio show recorded live in our studios in Redford, Michigan. Home is a full-service labor organization formed to provide every labor-related service from negotiations, grievance processing, legal and legislative representation to Act 312 arbitrations. Hi, this is Ed Jocks coming to you live from the Michigan Police Information Network at the POM headquarters in Redford, Michigan. And I have with me today two very special guests. Uh, they're both uh, uh, members, uh, executive members of the Deputy Sheriff's Association of Michigan, DSAM. Uh, the president is Matt Van Leer from Ottawa County. Matt also uh, serves as a POEM executive board member. And uh, the organization's legislative director is Brian Earl. Brian uh, is a POEM member and is the first vice president for the Wayne County Deputy Sheriff's Association. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. You know, there's uh, been some recent structural changes uh, to the uh, DCM organization, which has put you guys in, in a position of authority, and, and um, um, we wanted to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Larry Orlowski was the executive director for many, many years and really helped build the foundation for the organization. So we certainly want to mention uh, Larry's contribution to, to deputies all across the state. But you guys probably don't know, uh, I have a longer relationship with DCM than neither one of you or both of you combined. I remember meeting with them when they uh, the, the group was just forming, and um, I was in the publishing business, and we ended up publishing the Michigan Star for them and doing fundraising for them. Actually, got them uh, you know some money in their pocket to accomplish some of the goals that they want, and uh, and I know for I think fifteen or twenty years after that, uh, I worked with Larry and, and some of the other executive board members and had a great relationship with the organization. But tell us a little bit about the structural changes that have taken places and some of the new responsibilities that you guys have. Well, DSAM started in 1978, uh, back uh, when Road Patrol did not have the 416 grant. And that's actually the catalyst what brought DSAM together, was uh, putting Road Patrol um, out there, out in the forefront. And at that time, with the group being so small, uh, they obviously developed their executive board and their structure based around what the needs were at that time. Over the years, the group has grown into a multi-thousand uh, member group, both active and non-active. And the executive board had grown to the point where we had a president in different areas throughout the state, or vice president in different areas throughout the state, and the executive board included treasurer, secretary, president, and then representatives from every uh, organization that belonged in mass. Uh, through some recent changes with the leaving of uh, Larry Olowski from the executive uh, board or executive director's position, we created the legislative director uh, position on our executive board, which uh, Corporal Earl holds and uh, represents us in Lansing along with our lobbying group, GCSI. Uh, our board is basically constructed of a president, a vice president held by Dave LaMontagne, uh, a secretary's position, and a treasurer's position along with all the representatives that uh, are made up of the group that, is, that have joined. Brian, um, let's reiterate something. Um, uh, DSAM, DSAM, is not a union like POAM, Correct. but they are... Um, an organization that just focuses 100% on legislative issues that impact 
Sheriff's Department employees. And you're the legislative director, so maybe you yes. could talk a little bit more about that. And you're correct. Um, and it's, I think it's an important uh, distinction. We're not concerned about grievances or, or arbitration. We strictly go out and fight and lobby for the rights of, of all sheriff deputies in the state of Michigan. Um, you know, deputy sheriffs have a very unique uh, classification because you have road officers, you have corrections officers. Some sheriff departments, they're one and the same. Some sheriff departments separates them. So it, it, it's important that we that we lobby for everybody in every classification. And, um, you know, with some of the legislative um, difficulties that we've come into in the last year or so with this current uh current body that's in Lansing, we felt it was important to get very active uh, on many different levels. And um, it's, it's, it's hard to put into words to trying to, to talk to a legislator and explain the difference between a road deputy and a corrections deputy, and that's a very important mission of ours. Corrections, I find, is quite often overlooked, and it's become our, one of our main focuses to, to bring them to the forefront. You know, I, I want to mention, and maybe uh, Matt can follow up on it, but this is the only organization in Michigan, and I, I must tell you, uh, uh, in my previous experience uh, uh, publishing uh, trade journals for law enforcement organizations all over the country, one of the few in the country that is exclusive just to deputy sheriffs. Like Michigan, um, many deputy sheriffs belong to a full-service union, and in this state, most of them to POAM. But in other uh, states, they, they also do the same thing. But there's very few that just uh, represent the interest of sheriff's department employees. And that's unique uh, statutorily, but also, and maybe you can comment on this a little bit, Matt, is sheriff's departments can be... It's a, it, it, it's a political position. The sheriff is an elected official. That's a little bit different than working in a local municipality uh, under a police chief. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you are correct. And sheriff. you have the board of commissioners as well, too, that have a great say in your employee. Correct. It's, uh, our positions are driven legislatively, elected by or the, the sheriff being elected and the uh, uh, board of commissioners being elected. Everything is political when it comes to the sheriff's departments and the Sheriff's Department employees. Thus, DSAM is uh, politically driven also. We, as Brian mentioned, are not a union. We are only legislative. We are in Lansing to fight for the rights of the deputy sheriffs, uh, whether it be corrections or road patrol. Uh, we obviously advocate for any uh, other law enforcement agencies, but our primary focus is with the, uh, with the Sheriff's Department. Right. Would, can, and and yeah. the one thing uh, that, that, that's interesting is you brought up uh, sheriffs and the county commissioners. Quite often, the commission is the spot that is kind of like the proving ground for somebody that wants to become a state rep or a state senator. And so, you know, individually, our, our deputies deal with them at their county level, and then we deal with the same people at the state level. Right. So it, it kind of gives us a leg up on, you know, because we know where they came from. Right, right. Yeah, they, a lot of them, uh, those commissioners use that position to springboard into uh, a House or, or Senate positions as well, too. So let's talk a little mm -hmm. bit about the unique partnership or, or times when you guys actually do partner with POAM. Brian, you work in the office here every day, so you're always picking the brains of Ken Grabowski, our legislative director, and our attorneys on the legislation and everything else, and Matt's an executive board member. Let's talk about some things where POEM and DCM are, you know, shoulder to shoulder on some of these issues, and maybe some that are actually in front of the legislature <clears throat> right now. I think one of the biggest ones that needs to be uh, discussed is the recent uh, issues with 312. 
Uh, the attack on law enforcement was uh, monumental this past year. And with the uh, uh, attempted slaughter of 312, DSAM came together with POAM as well as other groups and sat at a table and discussed what would be acceptable and not acceptable. Uh, we were together in the fight from the beginning to the end uh, with the understanding that uh, at some point in time, DSAM will... Uh, hopefully introduce some legislation to support a 312 for corrections. So we work together to stay united for the current 312 with the focus to extend uh, binding arbitration to corrections in the future once we had uh, this battle won. Right. And and, and uh, I can tell our audience uh, as well, too, that for decades now, or at least the last 15 years or so, POAM has always been, uh, along with DSAM, at the forefront of introducing legislation. We actually introduced legislation, I forget the House bill number, three years ago, uh, extending 312 privileges to corrections officers. We've always fought the Michigan Municipal League as they introduced legislation to abolish it. We've always been looking to enhance it. It's been a tough battle, like you said, Matt, just keeping 312 for the people that have it now has you know was our major goal and we did accomplish that but we're not going to back off with with the you know assistance of DSAM and you guys uh in trying to get that privilege for corrections officers as well and, and i think the partnership uh can't be understated when you take uh a, a labor organization the size of POAM and combine it with uh DSAM you know it, it's a very strong lobbying force and we actually have sat together uh, at the table at Senate hearings, testifying, um, POAM uh, Wayne Bierbauer from POAM actually sat next to me. I was representing DSAM, and we testified in this recent uh, workers' comp uh, legislation. And I think we were pretty uh, successful because we were working together. As a matter of fact, uh, there's, there was an exemption for law enforcement and firefighters. Eventually, that's what what's came, came out of your testimony and, and so the lobbying efforts of POEM and DCM and others as well on that workers' comp bill. Yep, correct. Yeah. Um, you guys do have your own lobbyist, uh, why don't you? And, and, and I know there's been times when you've wondered if you should be piggybacking with somebody else, but I think you guys many years ago made a decision to have your own lobbyist. So... Uh, maybe uh, Matt, you can talk to us about that, and you know what the advantage has been to to having your own lobbyist as well. Yeah, DSAM is contracted with uh, GCSI Auto Lansing, and uh, our recent lobbyist was Eric Hanks, who has just this past week left their firm for uh, another job, and we are now working directly with uh, uh, Barb Farah and uh, a newer gentleman in the uh, the firm. Uh, what's been nice with having uh, having our own lobbyist along with uh, Tim Moore through POAM is these individuals are extremely well-rooted in Lansing. They know who to go to, who to talk to, and how to get our message through to the people that matter. And having our group be able to work with the other groups, it, it strengthens us. It makes it much stronger when we have a very important issue that we want to bring to the table and, and move forward. And I know Brian's going to mention here in just a few moments some uh, new legislation that uh, DSAM is introducing that can affect every sheriff's department throughout uh, the state of Michigan. Yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit, Brian. Uh, if I'm correct, um, the legislation that you guys have been working on, uh, in essence, will allow counties to adopt the motor, uh, motor vehicle code. Correct. So talk about uh, you know what the current status of that is and what the uh, current status of the uh, motor vehicle code is today, and why you have to enact this legis legislation and what your you know your end goal is. Well, uh, 
the motor vehicle code back in the 50s allowed for uh, cities, villages, and townships to adopt the motor vehicle code into local ordinance, and it, it excluded counties from doing it. They just left the, the word counties out of the legislation. Uh, we feel it was kind of discriminatory now uh, that is still in practice, and so we, we've come up with uh, what we hope is going to be successful standalone legislation uh, that is going to allow counties to adopt the motor vehicle code. And the benefit of that will be it's not going to replace any current infrastructure already out there working for the counties. The 416 grant, it won't touch that. Is that the secondary road That's patrols? the secondary okay. road patrols. Uh, any, any agreements currently between counties, because counties make agreements with local municipalities to patrol in their jurisdiction or right under their local ordinance. Uh, county ordinance is going to be above and beyond uh, those uh, grants that are already out there working. And so it's going to bolster the secondary road grant. Uh, and what you find out is is when a, a citation is issued, the revenue goes to, like, the library fund for the state of Michigan. You mean currently, if you write currently. it today. Yeah. And, and this isn't going to harm it, – it, it's a unique situation. It's not going to harm or change anything that's currently out there. It's just going to add the ability for counties to adopt the motor vehicle code and write under county ordinance. And in turn, that's going to produce – hopefully enough revenue to keep those patrols uh, necessary to, you know, to, to be able to enhance public safety or improve public safety in those roadways. And, and that may certainly mean a couple more jobs in each county for, for, for deputies. Absolutely. As well. And more important to that is because of the, the, the budget issues going on in the state of Michigan, uh, unfortunately, a lot of departments have had to cut back. And the first place that's always cut back is traffic enforcement. And traffic enforcement, the main goal always is and always shall be uh, traffic safety. And uh, the statistics that are coming out are showing that because budget cuts have taken traffic officers off the street, that the, the uh, traffic accidents are increasing again. Right. And nobody wants that. Yeah. Well, you know, from um, from a legislative standpoint, I know I'm just jumping back here for a minute. Um, you know, um, in the larger municipalities, there are state reps and senators that, that have built relationships in those larger municipalities. But most of Michigan, is, you know, a lot of it is rural. And, the, you know, the, the, the number one law enforcement agency in most areas is the sheriff's department. And a lot of times, um, you know, when um, one of those legislators, whether they be a House member or a state senator, hear from somebody, a representative from the local sheriff's department, that has more impact than hearing from seven four-man departments that are also in the county, too. So, um, you know, um, I think uh, people need to understand that uh, in many, many parts of uh, the state that the sheriff's department, uh, you know, the, you know, having a voice in the sheriff's department to our uh, legislators is very, very important. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Matt, let's talk about Facebook, Twitter, some other things that you guys do to publicize, uh, you know, your association and get your message out. Yeah, we currently have a very active Facebook account. We can be found uh, under Deputy Sheriff's Association of Michigan. We also run a Twitter account uh, with that. And the website is uh, www.dsam-mi.org. Uh, all the, these sites are linked together, so information put on one will transfer to the other and, and back and forth. And we uh, 
advocate everybody to uh, stop in, like our Facebook page, and uh, keep updated with the things that we have going on. Yeah, you guys have been pretty proactive on that. I know you had, uh, I think, uh, one of our members from uh, one of your guys from Ottawa County uh, did a lot of work on developing the website and, and all those other things, and, uh, you know, it's it's worked out well. Why don't we talk about uh, a little bit about what it takes to join DSAM? We don't, I know you guys don't have every single, uh, you know, sheriff's department in mass uh, in your organization yet. I know you're a substantial organization, but talk about, you know, what the, you know, what they have to do to uh, to join DSAM and, you know, what the protocol is. Well, anybody can join. Uh, you don't have to be a deputy sheriff or an employee of the sheriff's department to join. Uh, Non-members or non-deputy sheriff members are uh, $25 a year uh, paid directly to DSAM. Uh, that's also the same cost if a group does not want to join in mass or as every member. If a group joins in mass, it's $20 per person, which works out to about $0.77 cents a paycheck. And for that $0.77 cents a paycheck, uh, those members get active uh, representation in Lansing. And that's where we make, uh, we make the forefront of what we're doing. We are all of our activities in Lansing. And the more members we have, the, the stronger we are. And the stronger we are together as a group, the stronger we are in Lansing. Uh, it's very simple. We can go to the website, Facebook, all the information's there. Uh, you can also feel free to contact uh, our office directly. And that uh, address is 120 North Washington Square, Suite 11A in Lansing. And the zip code is 48933. Well, thanks, Matt. And uh, Brian, uh, Legislative Director of DSAM, and Matt Van Leer, the President of uh, Deputy Sheriffs of Mich uh, Association of Michigan, I want to thank you guys for being guests on our show today. And uh, just want to encourage you to, you know, uh, keep uh, keep working and uh, recruiting new members and become stronger um, because uh, the relationship with DSAM and uh, POAM has been great. In fact, there's no other uh, law enforcement connected organization in the state that we work closer with than the Deputy Sheriff's Association of Michigan. Uh, we, we see eye to eye on all the issues. We have uh, an open dialogue at all times, and uh, we want to see you guys get nothing but bigger and stronger because, uh, um, you know, it just makes, you know, our influence in Lansing, especially in these, in these kind of times, uh, you know, more powerful. So I wish you guys all the luck in the world, and thanks for coming today. Well, you know, I, we appreciate that. And just one thing I wanted to throw in there is you mentioned earlier about working with POAM and, and Ken Grabowski, the legislative yeah. director, but uh, you forgot to uh, mention the work that you do. Uh, I know every day you and I are going back and forth about the legislation and throwing ideas back and forth, and, and you uh, – you have helped us immensely uh, through this process, and, and I appreciate everything that you do. Now that you mentioned it, I do want to talk about one more thing that you and I talk about all the time from a, <laughs> through the wall there, House Bill 4059, because it impacts our Wayne County deputies yes. tremendously. Talk about what House Bill 4059 is. It's all over our website. I'm sure it's on your website as well, too. But why don't you talk about the impact that it has on, uh, on, on normal Sheriff's Department employees, but specifically in Wayne County, where you guys do a lot of the workload for the administration, and that may be taken away from you. Yeah, House Bill 4059 uh, is legislation that would disallow uh, any union work release time. Uh, and, you know, in law enforcement or really any uh, emergency response uh, type field, uh, 
anything can go wrong at a moment's notice. Uh, you know, and, and if you have an officer involved in, in a major incident at three in the morning, and there's a union official working with them, uh, what this bill would would disallow is that union official to represent that officer. They'd have to call somebody in. Um, in, in Wayne County, we have such a large membership uh, that we have uh, people who are on work release. Uh, just dealing with all the union-related issues. And we do a lot of work for management because we control the transfers. Uh, we control a lot of the overtime issues. And uh, management, our sheriff and a lot of the sheriffs and police chiefs from around the state of Michigan are opposed to this bill as well because they know operationally it would hamper uh, anything that they want to do. You guys um, you know, handle a lot of those personnel-type uh, appointments and seniority picks yourself, and the bottom line is the administration would have to hire somebody to do that anyway. Yes. And that takes the responsibility off of them, any potential grievances or anything else, and puts it right in the uh, union's own backyard. Correct, yes. Yeah. And, you know, right now uh, the bill is in a committee in the Senate, and um, we do have support for the bill not to go through and become law. Um, we've worked really hard with POAM on this. And um, our lobbyists and POM's lobbyists have had a lot of conversations in, with the legislators. And right now, it, it looks like um, everything's going to be okay, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, for instance, too, Matt, I mean, we, you know, we had Officer uh, Trevor Slott and Walker, you know, killed in the line of duty. And uh, that chase started in Muskegon County, went through your county, Ottawa, didn't it? Correct. And then it went to Kent. Correct. And the bottom line is, I mean, all everything hit the fan on that particular day. Nobody would have gotten any representation. Nothing would have happened from a representation standpoint of any of the officers involved if 4059 was law today. We actually had three on-duty officers respond because of the amount of individuals involved from our department. Yeah. Uh, three union reps to uh, assist both the administration and the deputies uh, as they got uh, as they worked their way through that crisis. Yeah, yeah, it was a terrible situation, and we wish the, the Slot family, uh, you know, all the best. Um, what do you what are you showing one, me there, Matt? One last thing I'd like Go to ahead. mention: uh, if anybody has any questions for DSAM or uh, they would like any information, they can also call our office at area code five one seven seven zero two two six nine seven, and one of us will uh, return the call once the message is passed on. All right, good deal. Well, gentlemen, again, thanks uh, for all the information today, and uh, best of luck to uh, you and uh, Deputy Sheriff's Association of Michigan. Thank you. Appreciate. It. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of the POAM podcast radio show. I want to remind you that each and every month you can find every single podcast online on Apple iTunes. Just search for POAM. They're also available for download or for live listen on our website. Visit us at POAM.net. Get on our newsletter and send us all of your comments and suggestions for future shows.